Welcome to the Introvert Dear Podcast, the show devoted to helping introverts live more peaceful, meaningful lives. We are here to remind you that you don't have to be an extrovert to be happy. Now, here are your hosts, Jen Graneman and Bo Miller. Modern society celebrates the strengths and virtues of extroversion. It's no surprise. Extroverts are masters of tooting their own horn. While the outward focus extroverts bring to life is helpful, at many times, and in many ways, the one-sided praise only tells half the story. Too many people still need to discover the wonderful benefits of introversion. A quiet inward focus is just as important and valuable as its counterpart. On today's show, we'll try to level the playing field and shed more light on why introversion is just as valuable and advantageous as extroversion. Tune in to learn a few significant benefits of being an introvert. Hey, Jen, how are you doing? Hey, Bo, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Excited to jump into this topic because I think it's something that all introverts need to hear more often. Yeah, I think so. And uh, Bo, what were you doing on World Introvert Day? Did oh my you celebrate? Goodness. I, I feel shamed. I don't know that I even knew it was World Introvert Day and World Introvert oh, Day. Oh, come on. You're kicked off the podcast. <laughs> You're out. Just kidding. <laughs> on World Introvert Day, though, I was probably still doing some introverted things. How about you? What were you doing? <laughs> That's true. Good good save there. Uh, yeah, actually, well, I I did take some extra time to myself, but during the day, I was like, you know, posting on social media and blogging. So, you know, that was... I guess, pretty introverted. Oh, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, World Introvert Day is celebrated on January 2nd. So it happened earlier this month. It is a real thing, although, okay, it's not technically an official holiday, but it has been celebrated by introverts across the globe since 2011 when a blogger wrote a post calling for the day for it. So the idea was that introverts would spend time in solitude, recharging after the busyness of the holiday season. So yes, it is a time to recharge, but it's also a day to bring awareness to what it means to be an introvert. And I like to say, to remember why introversion, introversion excuse me, is something awesome and not shameful. Uh, so, but you know, you, you had it right. You were, you were being an introvert on World <laughs> Introvert Day. So you did it right. Oh, thank you. I feel so enlightened and I feel like I can move ahead in life with a better perspective and, and and just a better plan for the next year. I'm excited to do more <laughs> relaxing on the second. You'll be ready. I think kind of the the tough part is a lot of people told me that, you know, they had time off over the holidays, but then they had to go back to work on January 2nd. So it was kind of like, yeah. oh, come on, you know, like I should be hanging out at home relaxing, but I have to go back into work. Some people actually told me that they took the day off or, you know, now that they knew about it, they would take the day off. So, you know, maybe it'll gain more and more steam over the years and we'll just have introverts like calling in, taking the day off on January 2nd every year. Oh, I'd be a really big fan of that. I think that needs to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on board with that too. So Jen, on this theme of the benefits of being an introvert, which honestly, I'm really excited to discuss, what are a few things introverts do better than extroverts? Yeah, so World Introvert Day inspired me to want to talk about the benefits of being an introvert. And I would say there's a lot of benefits to being an introvert. Um, One of my favorite ones is I think introverts really know their stuff, right? Because introverts love learning and adding to their stores of specialty knowledge. It's no surprise that a lot of them become experts in their chosen field, either professionally or just for fun, 
right? Like you probably know that introvert who has just like encyclopedic knowledge of fill in the blank with that, with whatever topic you want. And listening to introverts, I found myself thinking, wow, they really know their stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's what comes to mind. I, I think I remember reading a book about networking for introverts and the author was saying that most people don't think of introverts as sociable, but two people can get together and share a love for a certain topic who are introverts and then end up talking for it for like talking about it for like three or four hours because they both know so much about it and share this passion. Yeah, it's those conversations that I really love when you hit on a common interest and you don't even have to worry about the small talk or maybe, you know, just the social awkwardness disappears and you can just go. And that's when introverts almost become looking like extroverts, right? Because they're just like going on and on about Mm -hmm. something they really care about. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Jen, what's another benefit of being an introvert? So another one of my favorites is that a lot of introverts are natural problem solvers and idea generators. Nobody knows the power of solitude better than an introvert. We're the ones off in a corner working quietly alone when we're given the option and we're turning ideas over and over in our minds. And there's a real benefit to this because research actually shows that when you're around other people, just their mere presence, like someone else in the room or someone else next to you, even if they're not talking to you or interacting with you in any way, just their presence nearby you occupies some of your brain space. No way. So, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because your brain is forced to multitask. Mm. So I like to say that other people really do zap your brain power. Huh. So introverts have, you know, um, either consciously or subconsciously figured this out. And they know that working alone is a great way to go. And so introverts can come up with a lot of ideas and unique solutions to problems. And of course, extroverts can too, right? I'm not saying that extroverts can't solve problems or come up with novel ideas, but I think that's a real strength of introverts. Mm. Absolutely. Does anything else come to mind when you're thinking about uh, the strengths that introverts bring to the table as opposed to extroverts? Well, speaking of coming up with new ideas, I would say that a lot of introverts tend to stick with problems longer than others. You know, well past everyone else has moved on to another idea or called it a day. I mean, I've certainly had this happen to me in conversation where somebody said something really interesting and I'm still thinking about what they said. You know, like (laughs) a few minutes later, everyone else has already moved on to talking about, you know, something, some mindless thing. And I'm still like chewing on that one thing that they said. So I think in general, introverts just stick with those problems longer. In fact, Albert Einstein was probably an introvert, and he is quoted as saying, it's not that I'm so smart, it's just that I stay with problems longer. Hmm. So it's that depth versus breadth comparison or contrast. Awesome. So thinking about what introverts bring to the table, we heard a couple of the benefits here. You shared some great ideas. I'm just thinking about in the realm of friendship. Is there anything that introverts do really well as friends? So a lot of people focus on the fact that introverts like to stay in and we're often quiet in groups and we tend to have smaller social circles. So right, we, we have we have that going for us. Um, But introverts, despite our quietness, we can bring a lot of depth and intimacy, emotional intimacy to our relationships. A lot of introverts have a penchant for quality, one-on-one time and deep conversation. You know, instead of talking about the weather or whatever we did this weekend, we'd rather peer into your inner world, really get to know you, 
or talk about a big idea or something meaningful. So if you have an introvert in your life as a friend or another type of relationship, you might experience emotional intimacy in a way that you wouldn't with someone else. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Have people said that about you, Jen? Oh, (laughs) all the time. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I mean, who would say that? (laughs) Oh, I'd say that about you. I think you're a good listener and you respond well and um, the conversation tends toward depth. So I'll say that for you. How about that? Oh, thank you. That's really nice to hear. That's a definite plus of being a friend with an introvert. And again, I want to just add that extroverts are valuable and I'm glad to have them as friends too. But there's just something about connecting with someone on a deep level and being able to share what's really going on and have that that kind of conversation where you feel um, safe and you can talk at length about whatever you want to talk about. And oftentimes, I feel like Introvert friendships are ones that stand the test of time. I think we just recently had a conversation with Sophia Dimbling, and we were talking about how introverts tend to stick with friends for the long haul. And so I think that's another really strong benefit of being an introvert. Yeah, absolutely. My best friend is an introvert, and I've had a lot of friends over the years. They've come and they've gone, but my best friend is someone who you know, has a very similar temperament to me. Mm-hmm. And we get together and we have those interesting, meaningful conversations that, frankly, I just don't have with anyone else. Yeah, that's great. And I bet those are recharging to a certain extent, too. Yeah, absolutely. So one type of friend is is uh, someone who shares interest with you, but sometimes friendship turns romantic. So how are, how do introverts do as romantic partners, especially thinking about the benefits of being introvert. So a better way to word that question would be, what are the benefits of being an introvert when we're talking about romantic relationships? Well, on a similar level, they bring depth and intimacy to those relationships too. And one thing in general I like about being in a friendship or any kind of relationship with an introvert, my my partner is an introvert too, is those relationships are just a little lower maintenance. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I yeah. Think oh, yeah. Too, right, Bo? Absolutely. It's great. <laughs> and not that, you know, not that we're not interacting with each other. If, if you're if you're <laughs> in a relationship with another introvert and you're just like totally off in your own world, maybe that's a problem too. Um, you've got to be spending that quality time together. But what I like is that there's just a certain amount of space and breathing room in mm. our relationship. I've dated extroverts before. I've lived with extroverts before. And, you know, they they always wanted like just a little more together time mm. than I was really comfortable with, you know, and although I enjoyed their presence and being around them, it would get to be too much after a while. And, you know, when and that got, got exhausting. What about you? You are married to an introvert. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, it's It's great as far as we both have our project time. So this has yeah. two sides to it. Like it's really good because my wife will go off and uh, sew because she really enjoys making things with her hands, and I'll be like writing something or making a video or something else. And like three hours will go by, we won't be mad at each other. We're both having a good time, and then we can come back together and connect over something we both love, or just play Scrabble or uh, or talk. Or often these days, we just sit and like eat and be together. So, you know, <laughs> something like that. But um, it, it, another good thing about it too is like, we're usually on the same page with what we want to do over the weekend. It's never really a squabble like, oh, if somebody wants to go out, another one wants to stay home. We're yeah. both like, oh, you want to stay home again? We're like, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that can have a negative side, I guess, because sometimes we need to get out. We know we need to get out and neither of us wants to. But for the most part, it's great to be on the same page of like, it would be good just to like rest and recharge before we go back out into the world. What, how about you guys? Are, are you similar in that way? Yeah. So probably our favorite weekend activity is just eating our dinner in front of the TV watching Netflix. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I get that. Like sometimes we look around and we find like, okay, we've just kind of been here at home for way too long. And, you know, even introverts get antsy and need to go out and do something or be with people, uh, you know, on occasion. We all need that stimulation to some extent. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sometimes one of us has to kind of play the extrovert and say like, hey, look at, I found this uh, comedy show or this movie that we could go see. Or hey, what if we made plans with so-and-so, you know, to kind of just get us out there and get that people time too. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. When you're thinking about work, do any benefits come to mind? Yeah. So there's a study that found that introverts actually make better team players than extroverts over the long run, which no is way. huge. Yeah. So um, a team of researchers found that while extroverts can make great first impressions, you know, they're sociable, they're outgoing, they sound great in interviews, they actually may disappoint us over time when they're part of a team. The researchers said that their value, these are her words, I'm quoting here. Their value and reputation at work diminish over time. On a team, you're expected to work hard and contribute a lot. But she says they're often poor listeners and they don't collaborate. Don't shoot me, extroverts. I'm quoting. (laughs) So this is one source. This is one source. That's right. Of course, there are so many exceptions to this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I know a lot of extroverts who do make great team players. And honestly, I know some introverts who don't. Mm. But she's looking at some general trends here. So she says that introverts, on the other hand, might work harder on a team because they don't want to be not seen as pulling their weight. Hmm. Have you ever felt that pull? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think when you're a quiet person and you're not out, you know, tooting your own horn, so to speak, you kind of want your work to speak for Mm -hmm. itself. At least that's how I've always felt. So even though I'm not like networking and up in in a public way in front of my coworkers or my boss, a lot of times I just want to sit down and get to work and produce something that's really great Mm. and just say like, well, here it is. Here's my work and let my work speak for itself. Yeah. So well said. I I can definitely relate to that. And I think it's true of a lot of introverts. We'd rather have our work speak for us. Although it is important to do some promoting and that's something we need to learn. But It is. Yeah. (laughs) It's all about balance, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll also add that introverts can also be the calm in the center of a storm, right? We've probably all been in some kind of meeting where there's a new policy change or there's some kind of drama going on with the company and there are people who are just losing their heads about it. Well, that's usually not the introverts or at least not in a very loud and public way. A lot of times they can be the calm in Hmm. the center of that mess and They're thinking about ways to adjust or coming up with a backup plan so they can have a real calming presence at work. I love that. I'm I'm thinking of a book I think Jennifer Conweiler wrote where she said that another strength of introverts at work is that they just take time to listen really well. They'll hear everybody out, make sure they understand. And of course, as you mentioned before, some introverts are better listeners 
than other introverts. And there are extroverts that are better listeners than others. It's a, a skill you learn. But oftentimes, an introvert will hear everybody out and understand and then sort through all the ideas and bring a great synthesis or analysis of what was shared together that really benefits everyone. And that can only happen if more energy were poured into listening and understanding before sharing. And I, I think that's another really great plus of being an introvert, one that introverts bring to their workplaces. Yeah, absolutely. Introverts tend to look before they leap and there's a real benefit to slowing down instead of just jumping on the first idea that pops into their head. Like you said, they listen, they try to consider a lot of different angles, not always, but often. And this can lead to widening one's options instead of getting locked into just one alternative, right? Mm -hmm. If you're considering a lot of different things, you're not narrowing in on just one thing. And ultimately, this can lead to better decision-making. Does introversion serve leaders in any way? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been reported that 40% of CEOs are actually introverts, which you might not expect that. A lot of times we think of CEOs as being very aggressive and very comfortable in a spotlight and making quick, bold decisions. Mm -hmm. But almost half are introverts. And, Mm. you know, again, there can be a real benefit to that. First of all, just because your voice isn't loud doesn't mean you don't have good ideas. Susan Cain in her book, Quiet, wrote that if we assume that quiet and loud people have roughly the same number of good and bad ideas, then we should worry if the leader and more forceful people always carry the day. And there's actually some research that shows that in certain conditions, introverted leaders can outperform extroverted ones. Adam Grant did a study about this. He looked at a pizza delivery company as well as a t-shirt production company. And he found that when Introverts had proactive employees, right? So people who are willing to voice their opinion and also take problems to their supervisor, the introverted leaders actually outperformed the extroverted ones. Huh. Interesting. And of course, we all know that there have been a lot of introverted leaders throughout time. Abraham Lincoln, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., Nelson Mandela, even Barack Obama is thought to be an introvert. So it's not that introverts can't lead. And in fact, they can outperform extroverts in some situations. They make just as good a leaders as extroverts and sometimes even better ones. Jen, did you ever read Good to Great? No. I always think of that book. It's it's about why businesses went from being at least mediocre or poor to excellent And the author, I can't think of his name right now, talks a good bit about how the introverted leaders were some of the best ones for the very reasons that you're sharing. They weren't in it to toot their own horn or to promote themselves, but their core interest was the success of the company and of the workers. And they just came in each day and put their their head to the grindstone and got to work and got things done. And it was a commonality among some of the companies that had made big leaps from being, again, mediocre to, to great, if I'm remembering that right. Now, I might be mixing up good to great and built to last because I know there are two of those, but I'm pretty sure that one was good to great. And I thought that was, I always think that's interesting that it's the, it was the quiet leaders who were really interested in the good of the company that made the biggest difference. 
Yeah, that sounds right to me. Introverts are known to listen and take in a lot of different perspectives. And there's a real power to that. Mm, Absolutely. What if you are thinking in terms of finances? Can being an introvert benefit you there? Yeah. So there's actually some research that shows that introverts and extroverts spend money a little differently. There was a study published a few years ago that found that poor extroverts spent more money on luxury goods than poor introverts. So they compared the spending habits of these two different groups. They used real-life spending data from UK bank accounts, and they also gave people a personality assessment to figure out whether they were an introvert or an extrovert. They analyzed thousands of transactions from over 700 customers at this one bank, and they controlled for factors like spending habits, employment status, age, and they also looked at cash transactions. And like I said, they found that the introverts and the extroverts spent money a little differently. Hmm. The, the extroverts who fell into this certain income category spent more on those luxury goods, which we all know if you're on a tight budget and you're spending money on luxury items like a big screen TV or something like that, then that's going to really hurt your checkbook at the end of the day. So the researchers uh, suspect that these personality-related differences come down to the fact that intro- or, sorry, extroverts are sociable, outgoing, generally, generally, and they also care more about social status mm. than introverts do, right? So if you have that big screen TV or that designer name handbag or whatever, you know, whatever luxury good looks like to you, uh-huh. you care about social status, you're going to want those things more. But introverts just don't care as much about that status. So they spent less money on them. And it stands to reason then that they'd have more money left over in their savings account and more money for other things. That makes me curious. I'm just thinking about when the study was done. Is it an older study or a newer study? I'm just curious. It's fairly new, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, just a few years ago. So I was wondering if the rise of online shopping has changed things for introverts. Oh, (laughs) great question. (laughs) Because I find myself spending more naturally when I know that the box will show up on my doorstep and I never have to leave my house and I can do as much researching as I want from the comfort of my own home. Has that affected you at all? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, on any any given day, there are several packages coming and going from my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually gotten to the point where we have our groceries delivered because we live nearby no a grocery store that does that. And so you just put an order in and somebody shows up at your door two hours later. But here's the introvert thing. I even get to the point where I'm like, oh, can I deal with meeting someone at the door and getting my groceries in two hours? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> two awesome. minutes of interaction. Like I'll even plan like, huh, can I deal with that today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So it can benefit you financially, it can benefit you as a leader, being an introvert, that is. Can it benefit you physically? Yeah, so this is really interesting. And first, I'm actually going to point out that there's a little bit of a negative here to being an introvert when it comes to physical health. I appreciate the Um, honesty. Thank you. I'm just trying to be honest. So one recent study found that extroverts might have a stronger immune system than introverts. And we actually had someone on the podcast. Yeah talking about that. Was that Barry Davenport? Yeah, I believe it was. So this was a joint study uh, with two universities. They studied introverts and extroverts, and they found that 
the extroverts actually had a little stronger immune systems. So They're able to fight off colds and flus and other kinds of things like that. And they thought it might be because, well, being an extrovert, they were around more people and out and about more and in more public spaces. So they were actually exposed to more germs overall, no way. which, you know, exposure can affect your immune system. Huh. And it also might be because introverts just in general tend to feel fewer positive emotions mm. than extroverts. Actually, I should say they feel positive emotions less frequently than extroverts. Uh, and that actually has a link to your immune system. Huh. So with that kind of bad news out of the way, <laughs> I'll also point out that there is a benefit to being an introvert when it comes to your physical health. And it's a pretty good one. Well, we all know that some introverts do have trouble bonding with anyone at all and can be isolated. But there are a lot of introverts who have very strong relationships, even if it's with just a few people. They've got those strong relationships and those deep connections. And you don't need a huge social network to ward off loneliness. In fact, experts say it's really just a few good friends that you need that can keep you happy mm. and healthy. Huh. And when you're not lonely, when you're happy and healthy, you see fewer health problems and even a longer lifespan. No way. So those, so those important connections, they are, those deep relationships are so important. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's just another good reminder of, the value of nurturing those relationships, even when you don't feel like it sometimes. But right. <laughs> even when you're like, I can't even deal with the grocery delivery person today. <laughs> well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe schedule them to come on purpose then. Right. <laughs> or better yet, hang out with your very good introverted friend or whoever that might be who fills your cup. Oh, that's great. I love it. Uh, I'm just wondering, Jen, when you go to exercises, it's kind of tangential, but when you go to exercise, do you prefer to do it with other people or you, do you prefer to do it alone? I definitely prefer to do it alone. Although I do go to the gym in my apartment, which is this tiny little room, unfortunately, and it's the most popular place in the whole apartment. There's <laughs> always a lot of people down there and I see my neighbors and some days I'm like, oh, I just can't deal with anyone being down there. <laughs> some days I'll admit, you know, when I haven't really interacted with someone much in the day when I see a neighbor who I like, it is kind yeah. of bad. Uh, but no, I generally just like to exercise by myself. What about you, Bo? Oh, I, I enjoy both, but most of the time I like doing it by myself. I usually put on a book or like a podcast and we go down and ride the bike or lift weights or something. And it's just some nice downtime. So I really do enjoy doing it by myself. And just another question about the gym in your apartment. Have you ever considered having your groceries delivered there? And then you could just get it all over with at once. <laughs> get it all done at one time. <laughs> That's a great idea. Here's something I've been thinking about for a while and just kind of come to understand in recent years. Introverts tend to figure out who they are individually before making a big impact on the world, as opposed to extroverts who impact the world before turning inward to determine who they are. And I'm just wondering and thinking about that, you know, when you look at extroverts as an introvert, at least from my own experience, it can feel like, oh, I'm behind. I'm not really making the difference that I wanted to. This is taking forever to figure out what I want to do, or at least to build up the expertise. Um, is there a benefit to just doing life the way we do? Well, first, I'll just say I can relate to that. I think a lot of introverts feel like they are late bloomers, so to speak, because they need that time to figure out who they are. They don't quite know what direction yet to go in with their career or their relationships or even just their 
interests or passions or who they want to be in life. And it can be really tough when you see other people moving ahead quickly through life, figuring things out, getting that job, starting that family, doing whatever. And you're still looking inward to try to figure out who you are. So I can certainly relate to that. And I feel like I fall into that camp myself. I I, I did a lot of uh, twists and turns in my career path and in my relationships too, before I really settled into something that felt genuine and authentic. Oh, I kind of want to know about that. Now that you mentioned that, can you, can you talk about that a little bit? I can't, I can't not hear about that. Well, uh, if you want my personal history, my, uh, my long history, um, well, I'll, I'll just briefly say that um, I started out as a newspaper editor. I became a, I worked in marketing, I moved to teaching, and then eventually I, I came to do what I'm doing now, which is writing about introverts and highly sensitive people. I got a degree in writing. I eventually went back to school to get a teaching license and so on. And I, I, it took me a while to find my place. Mm. And a lot of people know this too, but I was uh, married when I was fairly young and I got divorced in my late 20s. And that really changes your life too, because mm-hmm. you are starting over fresh and you have to figure out who you are going to be apart from this other person. And you know, I kind of think of my life divided into two halves now, kind of uh, after the divorce and before the divorce. And I kind of feel like this is like my life part two. Uh, and I think a lot of introverts, you know, I'm not saying that all introverts take my career path or uh, get divorced, but I think they do, a lot of them do go through different paths and twists and turns before they figure out what really feels authentic to them. I just really appreciate you saying that because I know that I've been through. Um, a lot of change and exploration, or at least it's felt like a long time getting to know myself. And it's easy, I think, to come to the conclusion that it's wasted time. But right. I'm, I'm encouraged to think that all the experiences that we accumulate are really necessary and helpful in the end in preparing us for maybe what we were meant to do. Yeah, I really believe that. Sometimes I look back on my life and I think, who even was that? Who was doing that? <laughs> you know, it seems like a totally different person. But you're right, all of those experiences add up. And I was just going to add in as well, too, if you're sitting here today and maybe you're in your 20s or you're just you know rounding the corner on 30 or, or whatever age you are and you're feeling like you're it's time, you're kind of getting into your element, that's normal. I, I think that's a common yeah. introvert experience. And I wish someone would have told me that because it's easy to look at extroverts or other people that you know and think, man, I'm way behind the time. Am I ever going to figure this out? But it may just take some more time before you start to apply all the lessons and experience and knowledge that you've learned along the way. Right. Well, like you said, introverts often turn inward and they want to know what feels authentic to them. They're not necessarily looking out at what the trend is or what's popular right now or what's going to make me the most money or what's going to make me look good. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying all extroverts make decisions that way. Of course, we're not saying that. But just in general, introverts tend to make decisions about what feels authentic to them. Mm. And they have their inner world that they want to see realized on some level in the outer world. And life Mm. doesn't feel authentic until they're living according to the person that they feel like they are on the inside. That's a tall order. Yeah. Right? It really is. (laughs) That's a tall order. So, of course, it takes time to get there. So, anyways, bringing it back to the benefits, I would say a benefit is you do march to the beat of your own drum, to use a cliche, (laughs) and 
you're not necessarily doing something because it's going to make you a ton of money or make you look good or, you know, get you that convertible or (laughs) whatever. Um, You're doing things that are unique and novel and they're authentic to who you are, even if Mm. it takes a little more time to get there. Yeah, that's really valuable. And I again, both ways are valuable. It's important to take action too. And I appreciate the experts who have poured into my life. But we need both sides of things, Of course, we all have to pay our bills too, right? That's right. We have to pay the bills. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The convertible is going to have to wait. We have to have water this year. (laughs) Uh, Here's a question for you. Are there commonly overlooked benefits of being an introvert? This is a question for all those introverts who maybe don't give themselves as much credit as they should. So I would say there are a lot of benefits and some overlooked benefits of being an introvert. But my favorite one is simply that it doesn't take a lot to make me happy. (laughs) One of my favorite things to do lately has just been at the end of the day, like an hour before my bedtime to get in my favorite cozy fleece pajamas because it's cold here. I live in Minnesota and go in my bed and I have a little diffuser with some essential oils and I put my favorite scent on. My two little cats hop in bed with me and <laughs> my cozy up. <laughs> this is all real. And lately I've been listening to audiobooks. So I've just been picking out books for fun, uh, you know, fiction books or whatever and listening to them. And I'll just listen for about an hour before I go to sleep. And that makes me very happy. In fact, I look forward to that more than almost anything else in my day. And I think a lot of introverts in general just don't need a lot to be Mm -hmm. happy, right? We don't need to be going out, doing this or that all the time. It's little things that make us really happy and fulfilled. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, And that's got to be a fantastic sensory experience. It is. It's great. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Maybe I need to get some some cats and some essential oils. My wife has the essential oils, but maybe I need some cats Um, for me. (laughs) Well, you have a you have two kids, so maybe you that's can true. get them to stay with you. Although maybe that's not so much relaxing. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> okay, I'll get with that. Um, for me, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that I need a lot. Like just being outside, going for a hike, um, going fishing. Although you can spend a lot of money on fishing gear, <laughs> but I'd say just being outside and enjoying nature, or getting a great book, or having a like a deep conversation, or learning something. That's just as fulfilling as anything else. So while the positive feelings may not come as often when, when I'm doing one of those things, they come and they come pretty deeply and, and uh, yeah. it, it doesn't take a lot. It's, it's enjoyable. Absolutely. So what do you think is a commonly overlooked benefit of being an introvert? You can't use mine. Oh man. Well, take the good one. <laughs> I'd say one benefit is that you tend to be reflective yeah. And now this has a negative side. I love the comic um, from INF Joe. I don't know if you've ever seen this, yeah. but he, he's got a picture of a guy who's going into a closet full of VHS tapes, old videotapes, and he pulls one out and it's like from 30 years ago, like awkward conversation I had with a coworker, <laughs> Put, <laughs> puts it in his head. And plays it over and over again. Like that relationship's long gone. He doesn't need to be thinking about it, but he ruminates on it. So that's the downside. But I think just the idea that after you have a conversation or make a decision or um, make any kind of move, we tend to reflect on it and think about why it happened and what we do differently or better. And just that thinking before acting or even after acting helps us to make more informed decisions 
yeah, I mean, you can you can approach it with a bias too. I'm sure you could say like, oh, that's everybody else's fault. Um, but if you're doing it in a healthy way, I think it's a really great benefit just to not always be doing, but thinking about the right move. It's the the stuff that good chess players are made of. Do you have another one? Here's one. I think introverts are quite creative. And mm. that's not to say that extroverts aren't creative, right? I know so yeah. many creative introverts and extroverts. But introverts are the ones who will just like squirrel away in their bedrooms, drawing something or writing something yeah. or mixing music or something like that, right? Because it's that alone time. But it's also, you know, for introverts, we a lot of times we keep things inside of us that extroverts might just easily and readily mm. put out, uh, you know, our thoughts, our feelings, how our experiences are impacting us. And a lot of times I feel like I just don't have the words to adequately describe something I'm thinking or feeling mm. in that moment, but I can go and make something later, mm. right? I can, I can write a poem or I can listen to a song. I don't write music, but I can listen to a song maybe. Um, for me, it's writing. Mm. And when you go and you, you create something, you can use all those inner experiences that have built up inside you and create something really unique and mm. novel. Oh, I love that. I think introverts are like little walking unwrapped packages to the world because oh, that's great. They think they they know what introverts are like, and and they do to some extent, but they only see part of the introvert. And the deeper part, the greatest part, I feel like like the donut, you know, the the part with the cream inside, the really good part is is hidden <laughs> from the eye. Only somebody who yeah. takes the time to really get to know that person finds it out. And I often think of like like you were mentioning writers. I think a lot of writers are that way too. It doesn't have to be a writer, any type of creative person. They can have this elaborate, vibrant inner world that no one knows about until they finally put the work out. And they're like, where did that come from? Well, friend, it was there all along. It's just that it was never shared until now. So I really like that you shared that one, Jen. Right. Yeah. I I, uh, do some fiction writing for fun and I hope to do something with it someday. But a lot of times my experience, the things I write about have been experiences that have mm. built up inside me over years or decades even. I'm writing a story right now based on something that I used to do as a child. Huh. And it's been turning over and over inside me for decades. And hopefully someday it'll come out, you know, in the way that I want it to. But I think that's a pretty common experience for introverts. Oh, so cool. So to wrap things up, one final question for you. What do the majority of introverts say they love about being an introvert? Oh my gosh. I don't want to speak for all introverts, but I can say that what I love about being an introvert is that reflective nature and just not needing to constantly be entertained mm. by other things, right? I'm generally pretty low maintenance as a friend and a partner. Because I like being alone. In fact, I'm like, please leave me alone. You know? <laughs> People are like, is it okay? You know, I'm going to go out and do this. My partner will say, I'm going to go, go out and do this with some friends tonight. Is that okay? And I'm like, that is more than okay. That is perfect. <laughs> I love it. That, that was completely apropos because, you know, as introverts, we're alone time lovers. So it was, it was perfect that you mentioned that just now. I personally love the fact that we have these awesome coffee mugs that say things like introverts unite separately in your own homes. <laughs> Which you can get at the introvert deer store. Oh my goodness. I'm loving this thing. It's awesome. I haven't had any coffee out of it, but I'm displaying it proudly on my bookshelf on a regular basis. So I'm really enjoying that. Nice. Well, Jen, thanks so much for illuminating some of the great 
points of introversion and why it's so valuable. And just reminding us to celebrate heartily on January 2nd each year. No problem, Bo. Happy to do it. Thanks for listening to the Introvert Deer podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being quiet and spending time alone. 